Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. Welcome to Blasphemous Cinema Podcast. I am your host, Jake, and with me today is, of course, my trustworthy co-host, Edison. How are you doing today, Edison? I'm doing great. That is great. <laughs> um, you know, always good around these parts. No, it's um, not. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a fucking pandemic going on. It shit sucks, but yes. You're lying. Good. It's, I know, it's the 5G towers. <laughs> um. But today we have a special episode. We are doing. We did a double feature of the original "Hills Have Eyes" from Wes Craven, and the remake of the same exact film with the same exact title from Alexander Aja. And both movies are very similar. They cover a family who's on a road trip to California, but gets. Gets their car wrecked in the middle of the desert mountains, and they are now subject to killer cannibals. And it goes from there. Is that how you say the director's first name, Alexander, or is that, or is it Alejandro? Whatever. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I was. I was wondering which one it was because I I'm didn't know. Gonna, I'm just gonna be an American and just pronounce it that way because you know. <laughs> um, you know how we Americans don't pronounce stuff the right way. Don't do yeah. anything right. Yeah, especially um, our government these days. But we will now not get into that. Oh, he's All French. Right. What's up? He's French. He is. I didn't know that. Alexander Jean. I take French, so this pronunciation that they're giving on Wikipedia does not help at all. No. <laughs> What does it say? It looks like I don't I don't know, dude. It looks like code. It looks like code. That's how all French names are um, come up with. It's all the buttons you don't push on a keyboard. <laughs> Alexandre, Alexandre. We'll just call him Alexandre. Yeah, we'll just say that. Yeah. Um. All right. So. So. We're both in consensus that the, the original is not very good. It's uh, kind of just all right. And then the remake is great. Oh, good. I'm not going to say great, but I think it's good. It's a good movie. I think it's great. Okay. Um, the and, original, though, not so much. Yeah. So give your thoughts on the original. The original is... It has good ideas and it does have some redeeming qualities. I'll give it that. And of course, without the original, we wouldn't have the great remake. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Wes Craven didn't really lean into it as much as he could have. It felt very dull in places mm-hmm. and it had a lot to be desired. Like there was so much in it that they that, that they just kind of hinted at. They never really touched on. And he was he didn't even really go for shock factor either. It's like the original oh, no. is like a very tame horror film, which I read mm-hmm. that he was trying to meet censorship stuff. So, it, oh, okay. so it's like, yeah. it's understandable that it might not be as crazy as the remake, especially the unrated version of the remake, but he's still, um, there's just a lot that felt very unexpanded on and untouched yeah. in it. Did, and some of the acting and dialogue and stuff like the human French fry thing, you know, still like I understand how it could get a cult, kind of following and be I guess called quotable in a sense and all that but Mm -hmm. it it just felt very uh I don't know lazy and didn't really have a good tone to it trying to be very funny and then at the same time trying to be very scary and the acting was awful too (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was there's so much in it that's a and like kind of it just feels more like a b horror movie rather than a movie from a guy who's known now as a legend within the horror genre. Yeah, which it was know? his second feature, but it's like, yeah. it's not the good kind of B-movie because there's a B-movie no. where it's like just schlocky and just super fun. 
uh-huh. and then there's like this kind of B movie where it just feels so undercooked. Yeah. That's exactly how the first Hills Have Eyes is to me. Yeah. And it's just like, like you said, there's some redeeming qualities. There's some gruesome and graphic stuff, but never really goes anywhere after like you see it like it's you see like for example like you see one of the cannibals eat like one of the pet um one of the pet birds but you get that over with quick then but in the remake the cannibal eats the bird and freaking starts drinking its blood (laughs) like that's that's pretty much just like the perfect representation of what we're talking here. It's just like one's kind of tame. It has some disturbing factors, but the the remake is off the walls, fucking graphic, gruesome, brutal, grisly, all that good shit. And yeah, I mean, like even in the original, that th- it was kind of known for its rape scene, which still even isn't really a rape scene it's so tame it's kind of like the rape scene from uh what what the streetcar named desire where it's like it hints that it's a rape scene yeah it's just but you don't yeah, you never get clarification that it's a rape scene it's just yeah. like you should know it's a rape scene kind of thing yes that it only hints at it and you don't see anything again really. that could be the censorship stuff though yeah but like it's just like hearing about that censorship stuff censorship stuff it's just like why like you're Wes Craven like I feel like you can make you shouldn't really have to I don't know why you had to feel the need to abide by that stuff especially in the 70s which is I know because it's after all that stuff had happened like which I would understand like in the 40s and 50s maybe early 60s it would be like you want to meet censorship stuff but in 1977 I don't really think censorship was as big of a problem as it used to be. There's films before that that are far worse than what we'd got with the original The Hills Have Eyes, but that's that's besides us. That's what happened, and it's kind of a shame because it could have been, even though it does have a cult following, it it could have been so much better. Yeah, and he just, I don't know, it just felt like he didn't have his directing chops as as honed then either. Yeah. He didn't really know how to get the actors to do exactly what maybe he mm-hmm. was trying to get across. Especially yeah. with the sister. Dear God. Oh in the original, God. her all of her dialogue was just scream as much as you can and act and as There's as even parts. There's even parts where like the screaming is just like so over the top and continuous. It's just like shut up. Like, why is, like, why are you having your screen for, like, this long at such a high fucking pitch? The editor didn't even know how to handle it. He was sitting there no, trying to yeah. place it in scenes, and he was like, is, it, is she screaming right here or right here? I'm just going to put it yeah. over all the audio. And just... <laughs> yeah, it's bad. And surprisingly, I didn't know this when I was looking at it, the numbers that it did. So, like, the budget is estimated between 350000 to 700000 and ended up making twenty five million at the box office, which is pretty fucking good for that budget. Um, but yeah, I mean, like when you look at the remake, fifteen million budget, seventy million box office. So both were financial successes. That's just crazy that I wouldn't think. Even though you said, how much was the original budget? Um. Between three hundred fifty and seven hundred thousand. See, even then, like that, it seems like it didn't even use all of that to its advantage, even for what it had. From what, from what it says, like a lot of the um, marketing used a lot of the budget. So, yeah. Uh, Well, I guess that makes sense if they put it all to marketing because the film didn't seem like it had that even even that. I thought it was less than that. Just watching the movie. You didn't? You thought so? I don't know. I thought kind of more in the ballpark of three fifty to five hundred, but but I mean, I guess it's I don't know. It probably all went to that one explosion in the movie. <laughs> yeah, there were like a couple parts of explosions. Yeah, <laughs> which I didn't suspect. I know you. So you had seen these movies before. I have only heard of them. 
And so, like, there's some parts where I didn't suspect. I didn't suspect, like, the cannibals to actually be that kind of smart in the way they tried to divert the 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 family in the first movie and, and in the second movie, too. But, yeah, so that kind of caught me by surprise. So, like, I mean, yes, there's good ideas here and there. It's just not overall very good. Um, but the remake by Ja... Chef's exactly. Kiss. Exactly. Yes. Um it this is everything I want in a grisly graphic horror movie. This is perfectly right up my lane and the film like wastes no time getting to that. Like the opening scene is fucking all gas no fucking break and it stays pretty much like that the whole movie. I mean like you get a break of just like being introduced to the family, but after that, it's still just continuous carnage, super graphic, super grisly, and the Ajaz's direction is really good, surprisingly good in my opinion. Yeah, it is. He's criminally underrated as a director from... I mean, obviously, I haven't seen it, but you said High Tension was really good. High Tension was good. Yeah. And Crawl yeah. is very good. Also. And Crawl is very underrated as well. Um, cool note about Crawl. That was Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie of last year. I was talking um, about it so much last year, and nobody was paying me any attention. But as soon as Tarantino said something about it, everyone was like, Oh my god, I'll go, go see Yeah, crawl. We gotta go check it out. I was I even tweeted about it. I like quote tweeted it and I was like, now will you guys yeah. give it attention? <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, he's a very underrated horror director and this movie just further you solidifies, make an solidifies that. that the opening scene of this movie and then the opening credits like explains the lore and everything about this movie better than the entire original. I mean, even in the original, like, they don't, they give, like, maybe, no, they literally give, like, a scene of dialogue that's not even probably over five minutes explaining how, like, one of the cannibals was born, but that's it. Like, yeah. They don't even. From nuclear testing. And that's all you get about yeah. it. Yeah. But in the remake, you get a lot. Yeah, it goes. I mean, a it lot. takes that to the next level and more, and it like makes it yeah. a very good metaphor. Mm-hmm. And especially like you know how our government treats like indigenous people and stuff like that, and like with their land and everything, not treating it well, leaving them behind, and it does yeah. a lot for like it has so many different messages going on. It it can. You could sit mm-hmm. there and make an argument that it's talking about how nuclear testing and how war creates monsters and like uh-huh. paranoia and all that with Americans, especially and and yeah. with other countries. Because, you know, with the whole American flag thing through this movie, it's a very big trope and about oh, yeah. all the American citizens and everything like that. And then also messages about the whole savage mentality, that mm-hmm. that whole thing about how lesser in classes system and everything yeah you can make so many arguments about this movie it has so much going well the remake does i'm saying <laughs> remake yeah. has a lot going on that yeah. you could dissect because it takes everything that the original didn't flesh out and can completely opens it up because mm-hmm. the i mean like we've said the original in its themes is very bare minimum it's alluded to but not discovered not fully discovered um but my only real gripe with the remake, I think everything is great. Besides, I think the performances and the actors, they're 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 serviceable performances, but they're not spectacular. That's my only gripe with the movie. Yeah, I mean, no one really steals the show. It's more just like they play their part, and then it's over. There's yeah, there's not sure. like any kind of groundbreaking performance in there or anything. No. And that is, I gave the film a four, and you gave the film a four. Which, you know, I feel like that that's how it should work sometimes. Sometimes a movie shouldn't have this actor in there that just steals the spotlight. Sometimes yeah. they all just need to be play their parts and not steal from anything else and just be 
mm-hmm. just be there to fulfill the story. All work as a co- cohesive unit yeah. and just doing their job to make a good movie. And yeah, I think they definitely did here. Um, I was very glad that I finally got around to watching this movie because I've, you know, I've always kind of like seen it or heard around it over like the past couple of years, but I never even even bothered to give either a chance until now. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad we're talking about it on the podcast. Don't watch so. the sequel. Either of them. Don't watch either the sequel. The Wes Craven one or the or the remake sequel either. Both of them are oh god. <laughs> yeah. That's why I've heard. I know some someone that I know from work said that they liked the sequel to the remake. Um but I'm probably not going to give it a try because I know it's probably not very I mean, good. you could give it a try. It's just, oh, God, it's so bad. You might end up liking it. You never know. But I, I sure know. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So our way of organizing this pod is, so from now, we're going to just go through the plot of the remake. Then we'll talk touch on some plot points from the original that were different because we both like the remake more and there's not really a ton to talk about in the original besides what we already just talked about and why it's bad we'll just touch on some key differences just here compare and there and contrast a little bit yeah all right so here is your spoiler warning oh dude do you have oh we should have just put the score over it <laughs> what score? You know how the remake has that badass score? Oh my god. That industrial god. sounding like nine inch nails. I, I forgot I forgot even to discuss that. Yes. The freaking remake has an amazing score. As like I mean, yes, you touch on the nine inch nails. It has like it also has like a very doom metal inspiration to it. It's super sinister and it's perfectly atmospheric for what's going on in this situation that this family's under yeah. and it it caught me by surprise i didn't expect it to have that good of a score yeah that was another key factor into why i like it so much it's it fits the mood of the film perfectly it's got industrial atmospheric kind of complex that fits the mm-hmm. narrative and it fits the themes exactly. as well you know yeah all right so from the opening scene, you get a group of scientists who are um, searching the New Mexico desert, and they they they're testing this um, fish that just swam up the stream, and the mutant that we f- later learned that's named Pluto has a giant freaking mining pickaxe and just fucking just annihilates all of them in the best way possible just sticking that pickaxe through their freaking chests and fucking flinging them around and everything it's an awesome opening but like right after that happened i was like oh wait um how would like how does this not like get explored a little bit more like how does no one just like hey some of our government officials have gone missing are you not gonna? Because they know from, it's happening. Like, <laughs> part of that government government cover up mentality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So then we get the opening, which credits, are awesome, and which is like it reminds me a lot of. Obviously, this came before, but it reminds me a lot of just to get the listeners, it, um, to a sense of what it's like um if you've seen american horror story um it's very much kind of like that it like shows like like little quick cuts of like images of um kids and adults and stuff being born with um monstrous defects and also nuclear testing all on the backdrop of a really 
sinister When the score. first American Horror Story season came out, I read something where their whole influence for the opening credits were Seven and the Hills Have Eyes remake. Yes. Oh, really? That's awesome. Which I didn't know that's that, so. like the score and the way it's atmospheric and the way they uh-huh. use it with the cross cutting and everything. They said yeah. Seven and Hills Have Eyes were both heavy influences on the opening credits for that. Awesome. Quick side note. First season for American Horror Story? Really <laughs> Murder good. House? It is good. Yeah, yeah. But too bad the freaking show practically went downhill after that. <laughs> um, so then we get introduced to the family. Um, they're traveling from Cleveland, Ohio to San Diego, California for their silver wedding anniversary. And key difference here is that th- the family in the original wants to go to this silver mine in the desert that the gas station owner that they stop at tells them that it, there's no more silver in there anymore. Don't go. It's not worth it. Just go straight to California. Um, but the husband is insisted on going. But in the remake, he um, he tells them, Hey, I know the shortcut through the hills, um, but they don't talk about the silver mine. He just says, "I know about the sh- shortcut through the hills. I'll cut off a couple hours." Which he did that because the girl saw the bag of paraphernalia in the back of his office. So yep. yeah, in the first one, he's like telling him to not go off track and to stay. Mm-hmm. He no, he, he strictly says, Do, "Stay yeah, on the, the main road." And then road. the new one, don't, he's actually. Yeah telling them to go off track because he wants them to get killed. Yes, because um, one of the cannibals drops off a bag to trade and within that bag is jewelry, necklaces, um, I think some credit Money, cards too. cell phones, like anything and, from past victims. And then, then in a um, styrofoam container for food is just a yeah, cut to-go box <laughs> in the tickle box yeah and so he was kind of horrified by that not horrified but like he was kind of alarmed by it and then so yeah his one of the the cool little you kind of learn from this point in the movie that there is going to be a lot of references to the original by like this first jump scare that's like the two dogs jumping um, in the window the gas station attendant gets scared by it's literally the same exact thing from the original and there's a bunch of stuff like that throughout yeah he pays homage a lot both yeah and I mean like you had talked to me the other day and it kind of seems weird they pays homage to the original a lot because from what I've learn from you he's not like a super fan or anything of the original yeah, he, either like he appreciates the original for what it gave and what it was trying to do but he was he's not like a huge advocate for it but he did want to pay homage yeah. to it and even in the original and the new one the teller at the gas station was not wanting to trade anymore and he was done with the mutants and they were basically forcing him to do mm-hmm. it because he's their granddad and um yeah. But yeah, which my point to that is, is I think he was paying homage just to kind of give credit to the OG and then also be able to kind of subvert expectations of the audience to think they're just getting a run of the mill original. And then by the end, of course, he shows them that it's not the same film. It's not. Yeah. Um. Then so the family says, all right, we're going to take this shortcut and. So after not long after their shortcut, we get this awesome shot of um this desert lizard walking on the road. Then all of a sudden it gets spiked by this freaking hidden spike trap. It gets freaking torn in half. It's and what the police so use for they, car traces. Yeah, yeah. They get derailed off the road. Um but in the original, the original, the original is really cringeworthy <laughs> in how it happens. Like it's, it's such so a bad way to like that, for it some, to happen. It's like it's just like pushing the plot along, just 
like there's no reason why to frick the freaking um the dad so in the original he's like speeding up down this road for no reason and he starts like getting like i don't know he's he starts he's getting frustrated a little bit and everything. with his family because they yeah. just keep talking about stupid stuff <laughs> yeah and and then they it's one of those yeah, it's parts just then where they the sister is very so... aggravating too. She's like, "This is a nuclear yeah. test site, Dad. I can't believe you did this." And he's <laughs> like, "Shut up! I'm so tired." And just being yeah. the classic old dad, I guess, where he's just tired of everyone's shit. And then the mom, the it mom's like throwing a roadmap all over the place. Yeah. It's like a bad yeah. like family comedy. Kind of, it reminded me of like how bad like RV was or like the Millers, like that kind of thing. And the, then the yeah. rabbit gets in the road. He swerves to avoid the rabbit. Oh, I and forgot the about the rabbit. He face. swerves for a yeah, freaking and the whole rabbit. family's freaking yeah. out just because he swerved, and the map's everywhere, and that's how they crash. And then the remake gets yeah. a lot more cleverly done. It's where just it's a, actually the it, mutants yeah, it's just that did it, and they slide track. it out, and then activate it right when they're going across it. Yeah, they they reel it back in right as they uh, go off the road. Um so we have the son who's like the son-in-law of the dad who doesn't really have a great relationship with the the husband Bob old Bob and I thought I yeah big Bob like yeah I thought like a lot of this writing was really funny because like there he points out parts of why he doesn't like Doug um like he he doesn't want to hold a gun or whatever, and he's like, Bob tells his tells his son, he's a, um he's a Democrat son. He doesn't like guns or whatever. I can't remember exactly what he said, but yeah, it's really funny. They're back and forth, and how he just like continuously puts him down and everything for like almost like it's no the reason. Classic, too. Uh, he hates hyper masculine thing where yeah. he's like. Oh, you're my son-in-law, yeah. and you're not good enough for my daughter, and you're not manly enough. Yeah. You're a Democrat. You're a yeah. phone salesman. Yeah. yeah, he's a phone salesman, but he continuously pegs him for that. And, you know, the dad one time, he's like, hey, does your phone work? No. He's like, goddamn phone <laughs> salesman or something like that. Your goddamn phones or whatever. Yeah. Even when you need it the most, you're just going to exactly. pick him anyway. <laughs> just constantly roasting him yeah and the actor who plays doug is probably the the best of the bunch here i agree with that um yeah and so bob his idea i'm just gonna go walk back to um the gas station and search for help then he sends doug in the opposite direction down the road um while the rest of the family stays behind, it leaves the other son, the son of Bob, um, the gun with the the wife, the daughter, and the other daughter. And soon after, they're like trying to eat and stuff, and one of their dogs escapes. Beauty escapes, and um, Bobby, the son of Bob. Um, chases her into the hills, and... which is just like the original. Gets let out by the sister. Yes. Beauty runs in the hills. He's mad that he let her out, and then mm-hmm. he starts chasing after it. And then it gets killed. Yeah, and he sees that it gets killed, and then he starts running away, and he falls and hits his head, and he's out, knocked out, and he gets found yep. in both of them by his sister, and gets taken back. Mm-hmm. And it. Both times, the um, the dog is actually gutted. He's not. It doesn't look like just like a coyote like did or anything. Like the dog is actually and its leg is gutted, off. and yeah, and so he knocks himself unconscious, and we get introduced to the youngest cannibal, Ruby, who um finds him and protects him from. Her brother Mercury. Um, no goggles. It was Mercury in the original. Okay, so it's Mercury in the original. Goggle, yeah, goggle in the freaking 
remake and she looks up because it's kind of like in a little not a crevice but just like an overhang where she looks up to his brother and he's eating the freaking dog leg and she's kind of disgusted by it which ruby also has um, his jacket the bobby's jacket that she stole from the rv at some point yeah, earlier in the film when they're at the gas station, you see um, her steal the jacket from the truck while they were getting their gas pumped. Um, later at night, um, Bob arrives back at the gas station, um, which he it's basically abandoned. He can't find them at all. He finds the news clippings of the disappearances in the area. Um, and he finally realizes, oh shit! And the phones don't work. And then he finds the the ear in the mm-hmm. to go box, and that's when he pulls out his gun and he goes yep. back outside, tries to take the dude's car because he thinks he's not there. And then that's when he sees he turns on the light of the car and he sees the guy in the outhouse. And this is where the original diverts from the remake. In the original, he goes to the gas station and mm-hmm. he finds the guy trying to hang himself with a belt. And he gets them down, and then they have all the talk about the nuclear babies and how he's the granddad, all that crap. And then he gets taken out the window by one of them and dies. In the remake, though, it does it a lot better. He finds he turns on the lights of the car, and he sees the guy's feet in the outhouse, and he hears him calling, saying, help me. And he opens up the door to the outhouse, and he's drinking whiskey and has a shotgun, and he's like, put the gun down. And then he says, I'm sorry, all this, and then shoots himself with a shotgun. And this is also where the unrated version differs from the theatrical. In the theatrical, it doesn't show you that he that he shoots himself and the, the head gets blasted off. But in the unrated version, you see all of it. You see his Oh my god. And it's you like see his whole really head awesome yeah. prosthetics as well as well. It's just really if you've ever looked at like um, certain me- um metal extreme metal covers that have like mutilated body parts. Exa- it's exactly what it or looks. It like. looks like that. Um, um, I think it was Allison Chains, wasn't it? With the album Facelift, the album cover is of yeah, an actual like dude the, that shot yeah. himself in the head with a shotgun. They yeah. tried to kind. Of, it, it seems like they tried to imitate that a little bit, and it's. And, I mean, you see all of it in the unrated cut. You see the shotgun blast go through mm-hmm. the roof. You see his whole face get blown off. And then that's when the yes. dad runs back to the car because he keeps hearing daddy, like, around him because there's a mutant's father. And then he jumps in the car. He's, like, shooting in the around him and everything. And then he hears daddy right behind him. And then there's a mutant that's just sitting in the backseat of the car. And then that's when he just starts beating him on the inside of the car against the glass. And blood's going everywhere. And he knocks him out. And that's when Bobby, or well, not Bobby, but old Bob, <laughs> gets taken away on like a yeah. mining cart, it looks like. Yeah, they take him on a mining cart into the mines. Um, and so we get back um, to Doug. It's kind of, it's back turned, and he's back, Um, like, it's like daytime for him. And he finds the end of the road, and the end of the road is a huge crater filled with um abandoned cars and other items. Um, and he takes a couple of things back. He takes a teddy bear, he takes a fishing pole, other stuff like that. Um, which you didn't see so that in the original either. We see, yeah, the crater wasn't a multiple, thing in the original. He just saw multiple came back. craters from all the cresting sites. Yeah, in the remake, but then they didn't show yeah. any of that in the original. No, and so we get Bobby. He returns from the trailer, and it's this way in both the original and the remake. He doesn't mention Beauty's death at all, death at all, and um, because he doesn't want to frighten the rest of the family, um. And then later that night, we get like a lot of the just the family just pretty much just just hanging around and just like talking to each other about numerous things. So later that night, the family is wakened by 
Big Bob screams and they rush from the trailer except for Branda who's laying down um, listening to music and with the baby as well and they see Bob crucified to a burning tree and we get some like kind of like there's some kind of bad like CGI here at one part. Yeah, and the remake too bad. Yeah, there's one bad scene where it's yeah. like it's it's a medium shot of his face and the fire on him is clearly CGI. But everything leading up to that is very well done. It's a shot that reminds you of Mad Max Fury Road, and the score starts uh-huh. blasting, yeah. which is awesome too. As soon as he gets uh-huh. set fire, and it's because um, Pluto is snuck into the trailer with a sister. And you could tell yeah. just shit. It's is like just this in both versions where they Pluto sneaks into the trailer uh-huh. where the sister is sleeping and they start <laughs> he starts trying to basically like caress her and all this. And the rest of the family is outside or distracted doing their own thing. And then as soon as one of them is about to walk back in the trailer, he he goes like um, lizard he says now down. and then that's when they light old Bob on fire and then the score just starts blasting the camera like just shakingly rapidly zooms up to him on the tree on fire and everyone's freaking out trying to run to him and then that's when Lizard jumps off the top of the trailer and runs in there when they're all trying to go to the tree he grabs um, Pluto off and he says you have to be a man to do that (laughs) in both of them in the original he said like you're not supposed to be in both of them he says you have to be a man to do that because he's like He's basically okay. telling him he's not mature enough to rape a girl, which is cringy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, I mean, in the unrated, you actually see a lot of it. He beats and rapes Brenda pretty graphically. Um, then, so when Lynn, the, Lynn's the, the, um, the freaking wife, the <laughs> dog. Wife. She returns to the trailer. Yeah. Um, returns to the trailer and sees all this going on. And now Catherine's held at gunpoint. And Lizard starts to meddle with Lynn by taking her shirt off a little bit, sucking on her breasts. And forces her to let him. Um, Then when the mother returns, Lizard shoots her, sends her He's using the baby the whole time as leverage Um, for this. That's how he's getting away with all of it because he's like threatening to hurt the baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then as soon as he shoots the mother, Lynn stabs him in the leg. Um, Then... You see, as soon as this happens, Lizard turns around and freaking shoots Lynn straight in the face. And as soon as that happens, Lizard and Pluto flee with the baby. And just in time where, like, they get away and Doug and Bobby can't do anything about it. Um, Lynn's dead. Ethel is basically in shock. (laughs) Talking about, yeah, she's in shock, dying. Talking about certain. I can't remember. She's talking about she just cleaned up the airstream and the RV and how small it is. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Oh, and then like I can't. Oh yeah, she says every time I clean, I don't understand how it gets so messy so fast and stuff like that. And um, she dies. And then, so all this is going on, you see Goggle, who is watching the family from afar with a pair of binoculars, is killed Beast. by the other dog. Beast. Rips out his freaking neck and everything. Um, it doesn't really go on for too long, um, surprisingly. And the original actually goes on for a little bit, but in the remake, you only see it for a yeah, couple Beast of Yeah, Beast is seconds. a hero in both of them. <laughs> Yes, Beast is great. I was so happy when that happened. I was there's like several parts in the remake where I'm like literally I like I cheered. Like I was like fuck yeah, like yeah. I was I was excited at parts. Um 
then so well this is one of the two parts actually where the remake didn't have um as good of a scene as the original the original this is the one time where the i will say the original was better than the remake after the baby gets taken the dad starts chasing after him and he's like give me back my baby give me back Catherine." and then the shot is just him standing in complete darkness and he's the only thing that's illuminated he's the only thing you can see and it's just complete darkness around him they didn't show any of that in uh-huh. the remake, but that that's the only time when the original actually tops the remake because of that one shot in cinematography but that's literally it because <laughs> in the in the remake it just cuts yeah. straight to the next morning when they're trying to deal with all the aftermath of it and so Doug, along with Beast, sets out to rescue the baby, Catherine. Um, and he comes across a an abandoned it's nuclear testing village. <laughs> Basically, I mean, it's that's what's supposed to be, not Nuketown, but the, the origin story behind what the a nuclear testing village is supposed to be. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. And, um, he he's really close to rescuing the baby until the big mama it's credited really? she's credited <laughs> as credited yeah big mama wow. that's that's the name of the character and big mama um knocks him out and i love 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 where, where he's putting the free scene um Yes. So if you want to explain this as well, he he almost gets Catherine, the baby, and then yeah, it just gets snucked up behind him and gets knocked out and he gets locked into a freezer. And at first he doesn't realize when he wakes up where he is, and then the camera kind of zooms out a little bit and you see that he's locked in a freezer with body parts and limbs from a past victims stuck in a freezer and he's just like freaking out starts banging on the top of it and everything. It's a very claustrophobic scene and shot, and it's really well done. And it just keeps flashing and cutting to scenes where it's like zoomed in on the lock breaking and him trying to break out. And he finally busts Mm -hmm. off the top and gets out, and he like is borderline close to throwing up. And he he just has his baseball bat still. And uh, that's when he goes back to the house. and he encounters another cool name credit. Big Brain. Big Brain. <laughs> Big Brain. It's this guy that's con- mutant who's confined to a a wheelchair. And he has a, a monstrosity of a head. Insanely huge. It's Brainiac. Um, and <laughs> Big Brain. Yeah, basically. And Big Brain tells him the mutant's origins and how... um. Like, their own people had basically, like, portrayed them. You made us this way. Yeah. And it's when you start getting all the scenes like really that. expanded then, on that the original didn't. Because mm-hmm. he, he walks into the dining room, and you see the burnt dad, because they took his body after they burned him, and they planted the little American flag in his head. And, of course, oh, when he yes, walks right into the dining room, yeah. Doug does. Big Brain is humming the national anthem. It, and that's when you get basically get all these themes just all tied together because he's talking about the whole the whole savage ment- mentality of American colonialism. And then he's also talking about how war creates monsters and this paranoia that they're dealing with. And then also with the nuclear testing about how you have done this to yourselves. And so it's basically like just wrapping everything up in a perfect way. Yeah, nice little tight-knit scene of Lily just... I mean, when you think about it, it couldn't have done... It couldn't have been done any better. Like, this is, like, exactly how you want exposition yeah. to be It's short to the point in a film. also not like... Yeah. It, it's not spoofed exactly. either. It's meaningful. Um, and then, out of nowhere, Pluto comes in and attacks him. And, um... And there's the action scenes are surprisingly like, I mean, just for how like literally known 
Alexander Ja is the fighting scenes, the action scenes are pretty yeah, damn directed pretty well. And and so they're going back and forth. Pluto takes off two of his fingers with an axe. Um Pluto almost kills Doug. And he well Doug kinda acts yeah, defeated. Him. Not act kind of. Yeah, he, he acts defeated and Doug manages to gain um, the upper hand and kills him with his own axe straight through the head. Another moment where I like visibly cheered. I was like, "Fuck yes!" Also, another note: I was watching this with um my mother and my sister, who my sister was actually really excited to watch this movie, but was <laughs> visually very disgusted and disturbed. And then my mom surprisingly was very. Also the same, disgusted and disturbed, but she was much more invested into it than I thought she was. Which that scene is directed so well um, to where it makes you want to cheer. It does. It does like I think it does better yeah. at just satisfaction for the audience than like Avengers movies do. Because he he acts he does play that <laughs> defeated kind of outlook, and then he stabs him in the yeah. foot with the screwdriver. And then he gets behind him and then takes the yeah. American flag out of old Bob's like head and then stabs it through his neck and then takes his axe and then just completely annihilates his head with it. And you're just sitting there like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is not the only satisfaction scene that is given yeah. either. He gives you a lot of those like that because – because B saves him mm-hmm. at one point before that happens because he gets locked up and Pluto almost kills him and then Beast runs in yeah. and notches him on the arm and then all that happens and then he uh gets and then he goes outside and kills the guy in the neck brace and then Beast kills Big Brain in the house while he's doing that and you're just like Jesus Christ they're cleaning the house dude <laughs> Oh I know it's like they're all going off it's just like Yes, this is exactly why I've been like. This is what it's been building up towards, practically, and it's just like it's so satisfying. Um, and so heading inside, um, the other house, Doug kills another mutant. Awesome credit Sist. as well, Cyst. <laughs> and yeah, and so kills Cyst, um, and continues searching for Catherine, um. Then Lizard gives the order to Catherine, gives the order to kill Catherine because too many of them are dying and everything. We see like their, their, um, it was actually Big Brain that gave the order in the remake with, yeah, right before Beast kills him in the house, he gives the order over the microphone and then you hear Beast start growling and he looks over. Okay, yes, you're right. Yeah, I misread it. Yes. Big brain, yes, gives the the order, and um, but as Lizard's going to take a cleaver over to kill Catherine, he finds out that Ruby has taken her and replaced her with a piglet. Um, and then Doug sees Ruby running through the hills with Catherine and pursues her. Um, meanwhile, back in the trailer, Brenda and Bobby. Um, are making a trap for whenever the mutants come back and they discover that their mother's body is missing right under their nose like it just happened when they were just weren't paying attention and they track it to Papa J- Jupiter he like rips her heart out of her like rib cage and it's brutal it's, he's gnawing on her yeah and they um they get grab his attention, they lure him towards the trailer. And this is one of the best moments on both the original it's done a and lot the remake. remake and yes it is. And so they prepare an explosive trap and so they trick Papa Jupiter to thinking they're in the trailer and so he goes open the door. The matches at the bottom of the trailer trigger their explosion and destroys the trailer, the truck, and all that stuff. 
apparently killing in the original it Papa Ju- killed Jupiter. In the original, which that did. was one of the most they annoying fight scenes more in time. the original, and they did it so much better in the remake. Yeah, because like how do, how how do you I don't, how does one? It's not so dumb the way it's done in the original because like, you see you don't yeah. even see the intercut of the door sliding to and like the matches you just see it blow up. And you're like, okay. And then Bobby immediately is like, yeah. I need to go make sure he's dead. And the whole time, the sister's just like, quit. No, don't. And then she runs. <laughs> and that's yes, like one of the most is. annoying points as well. She's like screaming. It's awful. Stop it. And then, Stop yeah, it. he's still alive. And yeah. then they have to fight him. But yeah. in the remake, you actually see him slide the door open and the matches ignite. And then you see the whole thing just blow up. And then they just hug and they're like smiling. And it's like, yeah. see, that's it's so much better done. Because in, in the original, it was also cringy because the sister, yeah. like, jumps on top of the brother and he's, like, shaking her up and down. Like, it looks, like, really sexual and stuff. It's like, <laughs> what is yeah. And in the remake, they're just, like, in the remake, they just, like, yeah, hug and they look really happy. Here? It's like, see, that, I mean, there's just such... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what I really like about the remake that a lot of horror movies don't really do well Um is that they actually give the characters who've lost people throughout the film, you can actually still see, like, their mourning and grieving throughout the film. I mean, other horror movies, like, there's legitimately times where, like, someone will lose someone and they just almost looks like they just forgot it. Just continue with the movie. But no, in here, like the, they're like continuously in pain and mourning the loss of their their mother, their sister, their dad. And that's why I really like that Ja added into this. And it's almost yeah, like kind of sense. The too, remake but... handles it a lot better yeah. with the emotional side. And just the remake just gives the characters just yeah. more depth in general. All of, all of them, even the villains, like the mm-hmm. the logic behind everything that's going on. Yeah, and like you said, yeah, some horror movies people yeah. will die, and they're just like, "Oh my god, we got to keep running and just do what they're doing," and they don't even talk about the fact that they just watched like yeah. their best friend from middle school just get hacked up. But in this one, it's they never really sit there and yeah. give you exposition moments where they're just like really over dramatic and like mourning it, but you can just see the way they're acting throughout the movie. It's just. It's hard to yeah. explain, but Alexander just does it so well. And you don't really see that usually in horror genre. Where you and see like a remake director directing better than an OG, like supposedly legendary horror director. Yeah. He outdid him in almost. I mean, every just look at any other possible, horror movie so. from. Oh. Back in that time period, like The Thing and stuff like that. And then look at The Thing remake. Like the thing remake doesn't even Which that is in though, remake. It's a prequel. It doesn't come anywhere close I know, I, to the I know, even thing. And yeah, it's just so it, rare no, to find a no. horror movie done in the early two thousands era, which is automatically kind of a low tier yeah. in horror, in my opinion. To sit there and outdo a horror movie, an original one from that time period, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not a lot of very good horror movies in the 2000s, and I'm just looking like as we're talking about this, I'm looking at my DVD collection, well, my Blu-ray collection, and another one that like is really good on par remake is oh yes, I the remake agree of the Evil that. Dead. Yes, and so yeah, I mean. One can debate if it's better than the original. <laughs> I mean. Like in like almost every single way of like filmmaking, yes, it is, um, and I think so too. But most people just have a personal favorite towards the original, and it kind of seems that way with this too. A lot of people, I don't know why people really like the original so much compared to the remake because the remake is so be- so much better, and it's like visually better too. It's just like. How do you not think that the remake is better? <laughs> but people are stupid. Um, when it comes to the ending, you we have to we have to really discuss the ending of the both original in depth of the original garbage. and the remake. 
Yes. <laughs> this so, me off so much every time it. I watch it. You just see, it, yeah, you just see them kill the guy too. that should have died from the explosion in the first place, and then you see Doug kill yeah. Lizard with the help of a rattlesnake, and then as soon as he kills him, the the screen just like freeze frames on his face, goes red, and then says the end. No closure, no exposition, no telling you anything. It's so abrupt, and it feels like such a cop out. It's so, it's it's a definition of a cop out. It's so stupid. I like I'm like, are you? Because since this is my first time watching, I'm like, are you the serious? Original, like, that was the so ending. Like, are you kidding like, me? That 1977 version. Like you'd at least think there'd be some kind of better payoff but then you go through all of that mm-hmm. and you just see him and more of the dumb logic in that movie too where you see the sister use the rattlesnake fangs yeah. to distract him so doug can kill him and but then after doug gets mm-hmm. the upper hand and then starts stabbing him the sister's like screaming like no stop what are you doing and like, it's like you just injected him with rattlesnake <laughs> venom and now you're crying because someone else is stabbing him and not you that's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever seen but thank yeah. God the remake has just an amazing ending, especially compared to the original. It's just outstanding. And so on the point of rattlesnakes, both films talk about rattlesnakes a lot. And I was disappointed in the remake that they didn't show rattlesnake or didn't incorporate a rattlesnake in some sort of way. That's because Alexander was just as pissed off about that original ending. I guarantee you that he was like, I'm not putting a single fucking rattlesnake <laughs> in this movie because how that ending is. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give Craven's fans and the fans of the original exactly. the satisfaction of seeing a rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah. Um but so in the remake, Doug catches up to Ruby, but Lizard attacks him. Um, lizard and Doug fight, and well, at first Lizard, lizard gets shot several hand times. and beats him down, and he's not he's passed out for a second there. Oh yeah, and this right, is right. another just really good logical yeah. and just directed scene by Alexander. He's while he's knocked out, Lizard starts chasing Ruby for the baby, and he looks at his hand while he's knocked down. It's bleeding, and his mm-hmm. fingers are still cut off, but he the ring has still stayed on his ring finger. And again, oh just, yes, I forgot just about giving that more shot. depth yes, and feedback to so the fact good. that he just lost his wife. But the ring is still on his finger, even though it got cut off. And so he gets back up, and he picks up the shotgun. And this yep. is just another one of those applaud, clap at the screen, satisfying scenes because you see he's about to get the baby from Ruby, and then all of a sudden, Doug just comes out of nowhere and just starts haymakering this dude with the rifle. Like the the rifle bud and everything, just beating yeah. the shit out of him, <laughs> just over and over, hitting him in the face and stuff, just screaming. And it's so awesome to watch. And then he shoots him, yeah, three times, like once in the torso, then once in the neck, and he just starts like spewing blood, and then shoots him again. I think I don't even know where the third shot landed, but. And then so Ruby gives Doug his daughter back and Lizard gets up, aims the shotgun at Doug and with the baby in hand too. And Ruby tackles Lizard off the cliff. Yes, and they collapse on a rock. And then Doug looks over the edge and sees him. And that's that's just... Yeah. And then, of course, Doug with Beast reunites with the surviving brother and sister and they hug it out, and Doug is covered in blood, and then what happens, Jake? <laughs> they find out that Papa <laughs> Jupiter managed to survive. <laughs> and so um, Brenda finishes him off with a pickaxe through the face. So good. So good. And they're reunited with Doug, Catherine, and Beast. And as the survivors of the Carter family embrace, an unknown mutant watches them through the binoculars from the hills. And that is... Yes, and it's just so much better than the original God. I was so bad that I had to rewatch the original, but I just have to... I was trying to be true and just make sure I wasn't missing anything and just make sure... I wasn't being too harsh on it first. And this one, this viewing just... 
Yeah, it just solidified the fact that I just really do not need to rewatch this you. movie again. I'm just going to keep watching the remake and just be satisfied for the rest of my yeah. life. <laughs> and also, I forgot to mention this in the first... The first, the original Hills Have Eyes, it just comes off as such a like a lesser attempt at making the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, you can tell it's trying trying to capture the essence that um, Hoover had on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it just comes off in the most stare, like stale way possible. And it just feels like it's that's almost a, a copy. That's actually good. <laughs> um, the original. To a certain extent. Yeah. There's been so many yeah. remakes of that one, too. And, and there's only been one good one. I know. and that, I can't even remember who directed it. It was the one that was the good produced one? by Michael Bay. That was that was like the one decent Texas Chainsaw. I think it's just called Texas what? Chainsaw. It's the one yes, with um, that like is like him the on the cover. One and like good remake. And the other I still one, haven't though, seen it. I don't know so what it's called, but it has... It where, what's his face in it? It has a rapper in it, and it has that chick. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I think it's Trey Songz. Really? He's in it. That remake is god awful. Oh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, wait, with Alexandra Daddario. It has the chick from, she was in, oh, God, she was in Baywatch. Is that her name? Yeah, yeah Alexandra like Daddario. <laughs> yeah. I think she's hot, but that's it. Um, but yeah, so this is The Hills Have Eyes, both the original and the remake. Um, the original, really a letdown for both of us, and the remake, oh, yes. a movie uh, that we both really like. And, it's, and it's, the remake is a perfect film for this podcast because of how fucking graphic and disturbing it is. And like, it's generally disturbing and creepy. That's why I loved about the remake and opposed to the original. Cause it's not super disturbing or creepy. It's very base level, just like shock, lo- shock value. Even if it is shock value to begin with, um, which, yeah, I don't get why some yeah, horror people, I, I guess horror people wouldn't be the word, but like horror fans and directors who sit there and think that just taking a, a very base level idea and not really expanding on it and just trying to make those fears come to life without actually working for it. I don't understand how that gets mm-hmm. so much attention, but again, I don't, I can't comment or speculate on that. I had a point to make, and I'm so mad now. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. So, like, when, if, since now I can now recommend the remake, I feel like if I recommend this to anyone, I don't know how they would view it as a bad movie. Like, I feel like you should at least probably give it, like, an average score or above, because I sincerely think the remake is a generally good movie, and I'm just not talking from a biased view. I... Like, it literally has everything that you'd want out of a movie, besides the fact that, you know... Well, I could play devil's advocate right now and sit here and say that there are some... There's a There are ways that people could not like this movie, first of all, for um, the rape scene in general. You know, rape scenes always come with the controversial look of was it needed and was yeah. it used properly? Because, you know, it's kind of hard to argue... If mm-hmm. for rape to be needed in a movie, and then mm-hmm. yes, exactly, and then without feeling the whole you know colonial savage mentality of America in general, because you could view this film as the Americans actually defeating the quote unquote savages again and showing them that all savages are, you know, uh-huh. that whole mentality that they are like this, they're here to rape our women do this, do that, take our, take our things, that kind of thing. So someone could take it from that kind of vantage point and be like, yeah, this is a really cynical film and actually not very well thought out, which I'm just playing devil, devil's advocate. 
saying that that could be the way someone could rate it badly. Yeah. I see it as like a giant metaphor for all of that, but not actually taken to that extent. But again, someone could see it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it just, I really think that Alexander Aja is a very underrated and good horror director that people need to give their respect to. I haven't seen the, I haven't seen High Tension, of course, but have you seen the other film he did, Horns? I saw it like a long time ago. I don't know if I really remember everything about it. From what I remember, it was mediocre. I should probably get a rewatch. But I did like High Tension, and I do love Crawl. And if no one has seen Crawl, y'all should watch that, because that's another high metaphoric horror film. So it's High Tension. Yeah. And... And isn't High Tension like considered an actual French yeah, film though? It yeah, it's a French Which, that film. That one's another one that a lot yeah. of people are divisive oh. on. They either love it or hate it. Okay. And for our next week, for our next pod, in two weeks, we will be talking about the 1999 film Audition from very divisive filmmaker. Takashi Mike. It's a film that I... Well, I'm, I'm going to make this point. Any film that I have seen in um, 1999, my birth year, <laughs> really? has not disappointed me yet. And I've heard, yeah. And I think, and I'm pretty sure... Well, I know a lot of people really love this movie, so I'm really excited. Well, I did because... And you picked I like Takashi Mike so. just from the stuff I have seen. And I remember seeing, like, I, it's just one of those things that I feel like it, it's got, it's talked about so much in the horror community and the disturbing community in general. And mm-hmm. I really need to watch more of Takashi Mike stuff. I've only seen First Love, which is like his newest one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I've seen Ishii the Killer and um, Gozu. I want to see Ishii. So I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's great. But, and Gozu is along the same thing. Gozu is, without a doubt, alongside House, um, one of the most strange, fucked up movies I've ever seen. Like, completely bizarre. Um, but yeah, he has a very big um respect in the the happiness like experiment the happiness of categories is another especially one. from that gets a lot of like attention for being weird and outlandish okay, yeah. which goes through mm-hmm. I need to see yeah. that too and Gozu um have some has some very interesting this dude stuff has directed ninety seven movies and yeah yeah, it's he is Dude, a I might massive need to do film to crush you It's crazy. Do you want to know how much money audition sure. made in theaters? That's it. One hundred thirty-one thousand dollars. That's not a lot at all. Yeah. Did that even cover the budget? I don't even know what it does. Damn. I don't even know what the budget is. Void of the That's insane. That's another one I need to yeah. see. All right. She's got so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much, as always, for listening. We hope you guys like this episode, and we hope you guys um, check out the remake of The Hills Have Eyes, not so much the original. Um, and we will catch you yes, guys sir. in two weeks with Audition. Have a good night, <laughs> good day, whichever floats your boat. Peace. See you guys.